Hello, my name is Daniel Nenny, founder of SemiWiki, the open forum for semiconductor professionals. Welcome to the Semiconductor Insiders podcast series. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please post it on semiwiki.com and we'll get right to it. My guest today is Paul Fisher. Paul is the director of chip mesoscale processing in Intel's components research. He and his team are currently working on gallium nitride for energy efficient power delivery and RF communications and technologies for heterogeneous monolithic integration. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. So first, Paul, can you give us a little background? Um, how did you get started in semiconductors? Yeah, you know, when I was in high school, I remember uh, going to the library and, and pulling out a book about the electron. And I have been trying to understand electrons ever since. Um, but as I continued my, my education, um, I then became very fascinated in materials and technologies to control the flow of electrons in integrated circuits. And, and so we're, we're quickly talking about semiconductor materials, semiconductor processes in the semiconductor industry. And, and so that, that journey, and I'm still trying to understand the electron, um, but that journey has really brought me to this wonderful industry that I've had the pleasure of working in for many years. Yeah, that's a common story. Uh, you know, and back in the day when they had libraries, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I think I have just, just dated myself. That's right. There was no internet, no online, no online resources. Absolutely. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your 30-year Intel journey? That, that's quite a, a period for technology. Yes, um, and, and I'm really ecstatic about my experience. Um, you know, when I was a, a grad student finishing up my studies, um, I, uh, I knew I wanted to work in the semiconductor industry. Um, and, uh, and frankly, I didn't know much about Intel, um, but Intel's 486 processor had come out around that time. And, and uh, I was very interested in Intel. And, and I was just so fortunate that um, a, uh, an Intel fellow by the name of Leo Yao called me in the lab one day and said, hey, uh, you know, are you interested in coming out for an interview? Um, and so I, I did. My, I jumped at the opportunity and, uh, and had the pleasure of coming out and interviewing with Intel. I was offered a job. I grabbed it. Um, and uh, Leo was part of, uh, of, uh, of a research organization uh, of our technology development organization within Intel. And I've been essentially doing that same kind of work, doing research and uh, development for semiconductor process technologies for the entirety of my 30 years at Intel. Um, I have uh, worked on many different technologies. Um, the technology and the challenges keep evolving around me, um, but I've stayed in that same uh, same department and same area over that entire span. And it's just been, it's been wonderful. It's been amazing to see technologies like strain silicon, high K metal gate, FinFET technologies, uh, innovative packaging technologies um, uh, at Intel, the things like EMIB or, or even now the PowerVIA, what, what Intel is announcing as the PowerVIA in our upcoming technologies. Um, to, to have participated in, and put a bit of myself in each one of those throughout the many years, it's just been, been amazing. Um, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, that, that's a great period. You know, I grew up here in Silicon Valley, so I grew up with Intel, and that, that's a great period. What, what was your first process technology that you worked on? 
Yeah, well, we're going back in time, but I worked on what we called 854. So this was our 130 nanometer technology. So that's where I started my journey. Um, and at that time, this was right in the era where uh, chemical mechanical polish was being introduced. Um, Intel had worked with IBM on, on the first implementation of, of CMP at Intel. Um, but in our 854 technology, that's where we started going beyond oxide polish um, and into uh, tungsten polish uh, to address issues with, uh, with via control. Um, and, uh, and so that's where I started. And, and actually, you had mentioned my group name at the beginning of this conversation, Chip Mesoscale Processing. And you'll notice those acronym, the, the acronym for that, it would be CMP, um, and which is sort of a, an inside joke harking back to my early work at Intel in, in CMP. Um, but now I've, I've advanced into many other aspects and, and I call my group the Chip um, Mesoscale Process Group. But that's where I started. Yeah, so many great disruptive technologies came out of Intel through those years. So that's impressive. But well, let's talk about IEDM. So what technology breakthroughs did Intel announce at IEDM uh, last December? You know, what key R&D areas have you identified for continued scaling in future nodes for uh, the company? That's right, looking to the future. Um, my goodness, there's there's a couple key themes um, that we we brought out in our papers at IEDM this year. Um, I've already mentioned one of them, right? Um, backside power, um, what we're calling the the power via technology. Um, very exciting ability to now connect transistors uh, or connect two transistors from both sides, um, and that that creates amazing alleviation of routing congestion, lower resistance wiring, um, really opens up a lot of degrees of freedom. So very exciting, but, but there's more. Um, we see opportunities to continue scaling, um, continue scaling of the interconnects, lower, further decrease the resistance of those backside contacts, um, and, uh, and connections that are needed if you, if as we envision starting to stack transistors. So that's one area, um, connections, interconnections, um, and how to continue scaling backside power uh, technologies and architectures. But then related to that, very, actually very directly related to that, um, we have, uh, we, we presented um, on our continued research and innovation in the area of stacking of transistors. So instead of taking NMOS and PMOS transistors, which today on, on products that people buy, they sit side by side. Um, and, and together those N and P of course make the complementary MOS uh, uh, technology that, that enables these low power uh, energy efficient computing devices. What we're envisioning is now stacking um, the, those transistors on top of each other. So having essentially an inverter, uh, a P, a, a, an NMOS on top of a PMOS in a stacked configuration. But the only way to make that work is by also connecting through the backside. You, you can't, there, you, there's no room to, to route all the wires needed for all the connections on a stacked pair of transistors. Um, so, so that's another great area here at IEDM in 2023, what we presented on was our latest work actually marrying the ability to stack functional transistors N on P and connect them to the, from the backside 
at a, a reduced pitch. We're not quite at our final uh, pitch yet, connected poly pitch, um, but we're at 60 nanometers. And this is a critical next step to show that all of these technology ingredients for future scaling do work and they work well together. So we're really excited about that. In, in another case, we are also thinking about energy efficient power delivery. There's, there's inefficiencies as we think about routing the power on, this, on the motherboard into the processor, getting the, the power with what is called end-to-end -end efficiency. And, uh, and gallium nitride is a phenomenal energy efficient transistor switch technology. Um, but how do you harness that to get it down to the low voltages required to, to fuel um, the, the 48, 24 volt kind of systems, but ultimately to land to the point of load power delivery, where that point of load, the core or the, the logic element or any other computing uh, technology, right, there's typically running around one volt. Um, so if you have a 300 watt part, you're talking about 300 amps at a volt. So how do you get all of that current, all that power in? Um, and gallium nitride is beautiful. Not only is it, is it energy efficient, but also in terms of energy density. So, you, so we, we are envisioning creating power delivery systems that could, could actually do that point of load power delivery. Um, and of course, the challenge is to do that efficiently, you also need to integrate with gallium nitride because it's only an NMOS technology. We need to combine that with um, a PMOS technology to create a, a, a low, uh, low leakage, low power, very efficient um, uh, power delivery technology. And what we presented at IEDM this year are really compelling functional examples of monolithically integrated gallium nitride transistors with silicon PMOS transistors on the same wafer, um, actually in a vertical configuration, really a beautiful piece of work. Um, and actually that, that work was a, was a uh, conference highlight paper. So really excited about that one. But that's not all. As we think about scaling, um, we know that also just scaling transistors, um, scaling gate lengths also requires scaling the channel thickness itself. Inherently, just you have to scale on in all dimensions to properly control the electrostatics, efficiently control the electrostatics. So we have another group of papers that's looking at um, uh, 2D materials. And so there's lots of challenges with 2D materials. There are many challenges yet to be overcome, but we had three papers on 2D materials looking at um, the viability of actually fabricating 300 millimeter transistors um, for both NMOS and PMOS. So that was one of our papers for, for uh, 2D material scaling. In another example, mobility, make, making sure that in these 2D materials, which are just inherently uh, three atoms thick, uh, so the ultimate scaling in terms of thickness. Um, but, but how do you maintain, can we maintain the, the mobility of those dimensions? So one of our other papers is on, on mobilities. And, and yes, we're really excited. We, we showed um, both uh, uh, 
uh, mobilities of, of 50 and, and uh, for, PMO, for P devices and, and 45 or N devices, um, uh, 45 uh, centimeter squared per volt second. Um, or 50 centimeters squared for bolt second for uh, for PMOS. Really exciting there. And then another critical challenge area for, for 2D materials is just fundamental reliability. So we had a, a paper on reliability for 2D devices as well. So, so, um, so sorry to summarize, long story short, um, we have uh, papers on, on, on uh, routing backside power, how to continue scaling for power delivery uh, for backside power. Um, we have papers on stacked uh, CMOS transistors for continued scaling. Um, there was a paper on the gallium nitride um, uh, co-integration with, uh, with uh, silicon PMOS devices for power delivery. And lastly, a set of papers on, uh, on 2D materials for continued transistor scaling. So, so just really, really exciting opportunities to continue to evolve and improve as, as we look into the future. So Paul, just to summarize, how do these breakthroughs enable the advancement and continuation of Moore's law? Oh, great question. Um, you know, it, as, as we discussed at the beginning of the call, um, I'm in components research, and our our charter is to, to really make sure that within the walls of Intel, that technology development has a menu of options um, to to pull from as we define future technology nodes and 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 uh, product offerings. And and what I see in this collection of of papers that Intel presented this year was was that there's great options um, to continue scaling and improving the contact resistances from the backside power delivery, to continue scaling um, and, and, and decrease, continue scaling when we scale devices, when we scale transistors, whether that's in 2D devices or whether that's in stacking devices or, or both combined. We always are, are decreasing the switching energy of transistors, et cetera. So, so that continued scaling, which is Moore's law, but also power delivery. So that's what that's what I see in in these papers is that there there are many options for Intel to continue to look at and pull from as we define our future technologies. Um, in summary, it, I, to to me, this collection of papers just reminds me, reiterates that the future is bright, and we're excited about it. I'm excited about it, and hopefully you are too. Yeah, you know, I mentioned, Paul, I've been in the industry here in Silicon Valley for 40 years, and I can't think of a more exciting time. You know, I literally remember when High K Metal Gate came out, and I said, oh, my God, you know, this is incredible. And then when I thought, you know, you couldn't top that, uh, Intel came out with FinFETs. And it's just like, wow, that was a whole new uh, disruptive technology. And I think that's happening again with the uh, gate all around and the, the power via. Oh, I... I, I fully agree, you know, um, and 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 often many have quipped about uh, harking back to uh, Richard Feynman's paper uh, many years ago. I think from the '60s, if I'm not mistaken, right? There's plenty of room at the bottom, and and absolutely every time it, it's when we 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 think things are really challenging and difficult, 
um, there's always something else out there. And, and, and that's what it gets me so exciting because it's, it's no longer simply scaling, right? Bernard scaling is, is done. And so now it takes innovations, but there's, there's plenty of innovations around us. So it's a, it's a very exciting time. Great conversation, Paul. Uh, pleasure meeting you. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And I hope we can speak again after the next IEDM or even before that, if, if you have something else to share. Oh, I, I, I concur. I, I really enjoyed our time together. Greatly appreciate uh, the conversation and I look forward to meeting you. That concludes our podcast. Thank you all for listening and have a great day.